In this episode, we look at the virgin conception and the truth that God is present with us. The fact that Mary, a virgin, conceived and gave birth is crazy to our rational, scientific, more educated brains. It just doesn't make sense. And I believe we've lost touch with the miraculous and the supernatural. This has caused us to lose our sense of awe and our worship of God. I pray that this episode helps us recapture some of that awe. I hope we wonder and sit amazed at what God can do. I pray that all of us live like He is present in our lives every day. I'm thankful that you took time today to pull up a seat. I hope these few minutes together help you follow Jesus better by deepening your relationship with Him and helping you live intentionally for Him every day. In chapter 1, verses 22 and 23, Matthew tells us that all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which, which means God with us. Matthew's quoting Isaiah 7.14. The original context of this Isaiah passage happens when King Ahaz reigns. The king had been faithless and had trusted the political systems of his day. He had made an alliance with the nation of Aram in the hope that the nation would be better defended. The nation of Israel would be better defended. Making the alliance, Ahaz revealed his lack of trust in God. Because of his trust in the alliance and not in the protection and provision of God, Ahaz jeopardized the future of the house of David and guaranteed that his enemies would be victorious. The prophet Isaiah tells Ahaz the consequences that come from his lack of trust. Even though there will be consequences, Isaiah tells that there will be a child born of a virgin that will deliver God's people. The immediate context, King, King Ahaz's son does not live up to the hype. But there would be a child born of a virgin that would not just deliver people from their political oppression. Isaiah's promise foreshadows the one who will deliver them from their from their sin. He'll always be present. He'll always be faithful with the people of God. Isaiah looks into the future and he sees the birth of Jesus. Jesus is from the line of David and will always be present with those that follow Jesus. The story from Isaiah reminds me of the political culture we've been in the last couple of years. We have truly put our hope in human kings, aka presidents. Instead of trusting Jesus and his ways, we have become as faithless as Ahaz. But there is some good news. God is faithful, and he always has a plan. God wants to be present with his people. The ultimate fulfillment of the prophecy in Isaiah and the plan God developed to be with his people comes into being when the birth of Jesus through the Virgin Mary. The fact that Jesus was born of a virgin has huge theological implications. Because he was born of a virgin, he can be 100% God and 100% human. The fact that Jesus is 100% divine means that he can bring the presence of God to, to us and can pay the eternal penalty for our sins. The truth that Jesus is 100% human means that he can adequately represent us to God and bring the promise of salvation to us. Since Jesus is 100% God 
and 100% man. It means that God can always be present with us. It means that He is always present with us. Because He can pay the eternal debt of our sins, He removes the obstacle between us and God. This is the essence of the gospel. Our sin has separated us from God. But God cares enough to do something about it. He loves us and wants a relationship with us. And he sent his son Jesus to die on the cross to rescue us from our sin and to restore us to that relationship with God. With this obstacle between us and God removed, we can be with God and God can be with us. We can live in a relationship with him. This relationship means that we are never alone. David helps us understand that in um, Psalm 139, verses 2 and 5. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my lying down and are, are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it altogether. You hem me in, behind me, and before me, and you lay your hand upon me. No matter what you're walking through, God is present. You are not alone. The truth that God is present also means that we have a guide. Again, David helps us to see how God's presence guides us. So listen to what he says in Psalm 143, 8 and 10. Let me hear in the morning of your steadfast love. For in you, O God, I trust. Make me know the way that I should go. For to you I lift up my soul. Verse 10 says, Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. Let your good spirit lead me on level ground. God can guide us. Also, Emmanuel means we have access to power. We have access to God's power. In 2 Peter 1, verse 3, Peter tells us, God's divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. We have power to live the right life right here, right now, because God is with us. Also, Emmanuel means that we can have victory over sin and temptation. Paul in Romans 6 explains how God's presence in the person and work of Jesus helps us to beat our sin. What shall we say then, says Paul? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who die to sin still live in it? Do you not know that all of us have been baptized into Christ Jesus, were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism and death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the God, by the glory of God the Father, we too might walk in the newness of life. You and I can beat our sin because Emmanuel is not just a name for Jesus. Emmanuel is that Jesus is. It's what he did. He became present with us. Because God is with us, we can also live on purpose. We see the best, we see that best in the Great Commission. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. He is with us, so make your life count by making disciples. You've heard me harp on this. I believe that this is the best way to spend your life. The best way to spend your life is help others follow Jesus. Just before his ascension, Jesus guarantees that he's going to be with us. He's going to be present with us. I'm with you always to the end of the age. Jesus, born of a virgin, brings God's presence to us and allows him to die in our place. Christmas is a big deal. It's my favorite time of year. 
I hope as we walk through the Christmas season that we'll reflect on the deep truths of this familiar story and live like these, tr- tr- these truths are in fact true. In the next episode, we're going to look at how the good news is for all people by looking at the Christmas story in Luke 2. Between now and then, I hope you have a great Christmas, and I hope that you live like God is with you. Thanks for taking the time to listen to this episode of Pull Up a Seat. If you've not yet subscribed, do that now so you can get content as soon as it comes out. Also, please help us get the word out by sharing on social media and inviting others to pull up a seat. Until next time, grow in your relationship with Jesus and find one way to live intentionally for Him. See you next time when we pull up a seat.